Hello there and welcome to another episode of GUcast. This is Renu Epen from the Peter McCallum Cancer Centre and we have a very special treat for you today. Our very own Declan Murphy recently joined Libby Gore on ABC Radio's This Week in Life. They discuss prostate cancer during November. They go through wide-ranging topics uh, plus some great patient stories. It's very entertaining. Uh, we hope you all enjoy it. Have a listen. Libby Gore on ABC Radio Melbourne and Victoria. Professor Declan Murphy joins you now. He's the consultant urologist and director of genitourinary oncology at the Peter McCallum Clinic. Good morning to you, Declan. Good morning, Libby. Can you tell me, Declan, the role of the prostate and why does it get cancer? So the main role of the prostate is, is, was really in the early part of lives because it's uh, really the organ of reproduction or the, order, the organ of ejaculation, uh, Libby. Uh, that's what it's there for. It facilitates ejaculation. Um, and once we get older um, and that is deemed to be less important, uh, then it tends to develop some uh, medical conditions. And the two things that it tends to do as we get older is either get uh, cancerous uh, or it just gets enlarged uh, and starts interfering with the, the way we uh, pass our, our water and so on. But in early years, it tends to not have those conditions because it's 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 working well. Its main role is for reproduction. But in later years, uh, and I, I don't think we were meant to live into our 60s and 70s and 80s when these things tend to happen, but it does develop either cancer or just just overgrowth causing some symptoms. So does it cause the actual function of pushing out the sperm or does it make the sperm? Like is it the ejaculation gland or does it actually create the sperm? I, I kind of describe it as being like the gearbox of all this uh, Libby because uh, the sperm actually come out of the testicles so that they're you know a little bit away from where the prostate are and most of the fluid that is ejaculated comes out of the, the seminal vesicles. These are a couple of glands that live nearby the prostate and then they that, that all comes together in the prostate in the gearbox if you like you've got the the sperm coming up from the testicles and the ejaculatory fluid coming out from the vesicles and then the the prostate facilitates uh, the ejaculation so is it true that I, I have heard of of some deaths through prostate cancer but my understanding is that if caught early enough many just manage it and live with it as distinct from it being a fatal condition yeah, absolutely right. And, and you often hear the phrase that it's a condition that people often die with rather than die of. And, and that is certainly true because as, as we get older, it actually becomes quite a common diagnosis if you go digging around for it. But lots of men really don't need to have it discovered or have it treated because it will sit there in many cases for many years. We have to be careful with that statement because it can be, uh, it can underestimate the significance of this cancer. And even in Australia, where we do tend to pick it up very early, uh, by and large, over the past 20 or 30 years, we still have 50 or 60 men every week dying of prostate cancer. So it, it's still a very big killer. Uh, but thankfully, if it's picked up early, it means that people have a very high chance of uh, avoiding death from prostate cancer. Uh, in fact, if you pick it up early enough, we, we usually avoid treatment. You know, many of these newly diagnosed prostate cancers don't even need treatment and we don't need to uh, go down the pathway of surgery or radiation treatment and so on, uh, provided you pick things up very early. Why don't they need treatment? 
Well, it's and it's back to that comment that a lot of people will die with this cancer rather than die of it, because it, it really is not just one thing uh, when you hear the term prostate cancer. I, I often describe it as being like a very broad spectrum. And right down one end of the spectrum is something that is barely cancer at all. Yes, it, it does meet that criteria to be called cancer, but it tends not to behave like we usually imagine cancer, something that's going to spread and move off the different parts of the body and, and maybe lead to death and so on. So that's right down one end of the spectrum. And if you identify those cancers in those men, um, and we now know how to recognize those, then we'll say, you don't need treatment, you can have surveillance. We're just going to keep an eye on this condition. And in some of those men, a minority of those men, the plan will change over the years uh, because we recognize the cancer is changing to be a little bit more aggressive and you can treat it. Whereas up the other end of the spectrum, you know, we have cancer that is prostate cancer that is very dangerous. And that sounds like what Bruce had, hmm. you know, picked up early, but it has features that mean we know if you don't treat that or indeed if you never found it in the first place, it's going to cause problems. It's going to be one of those ones that will lead to, you know, premature death. So it's very important when we... Uh, identify a prostate cancer. And indeed, when we speak to patients about that whole process of having a test and so on, we reassure them that it may well be they get picked up with a cancer that we will say to them, look, this is not dangerous. We can just keep an eye on this. Is it generally associated with bladder cancer? What's the relationship? No. No. Yeah, no, not really. Uh, they, they are in the same neighborhood. They're attached to each other, uh, of course, but the cancers are different. different. Uh, and prostate cancer is way more common than bladder cancer. I'm going to ask the big question that is coming through on text message. And when I say coming through, no pun intended. The role of ejaculation in keeping the prostate healthy. Is masturbation a good exercise to keep the prostate healthy if you're not having regular sex? That seems to be a recurrent question from our listeners. Declan. Yes, Libby, this is great Sunday morning fair, isn't yep, it? Yep, I, I just I th- asked it. <laughs> and I thank you for having this topic on. It really is so important, especially in November when we're trying to raise awareness and especially when we know COVID has affected um, uh, the, the behaviours of people getting checkups. And maybe we'll, we'll, we'll come on to that. But yes, it is, is the answer. As I said at the, at the outset, the prostate is supposed to be the organ of ejaculation. That's what it does. And so it's a healthy thing for the prostate to ejaculate. And in fact, there was a study done uh, at Harvard University a couple of years ago uh, where they looked at um, uh, whether regular ejaculation was a beneficial thing in terms of uh, preventing or reducing the risk of prostate cancer. And and this study showed that in in younger, healthier men, uh, if they were in the habit of regular ejaculation, as they tend to be, it did reduce the risk, you know, 20, 30 years later that they would develop prostate cancer. Um, And there's a magic number. There's a number of ejaculations uh, per month, actually, that this study from Harvard identified. Well, everybody's going to get their pen and paper and write it down. Correct. Where's the drum roll? I'll get it for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. 21 times a month, that's, that's the answer. Times yeah, at what yeah. age? Uh, well, it was in, I think it was up to about 30 or 35 years of age, you oh, know, gosh. regular ejaculation. And look, you know, these studies, they give some guidance and some hints. What but happens I think over 45, between 45 and 65? They're, the, they're my listeners here. Yes. Well, look, I, I think I'll go back and say what we said at the start. You know, regular ejaculation is a, is a good thing. It's a healthy thing. And, okay. uh, and there you go. Okay, and it, and it doesn't matter whether or not how you ejaculate, whether you do it yourself or whether you do it with someone else, it's just the process of ejaculation. 
Yes, and it's not rare for me to be sitting in the consulting rooms with a, a couple in front of me, and they ask that same question, and then uh, Johnny will turn towards Mary and say, there you go, and I'll <laughs> turn it back to Johnny and say, you know, you, this can be a one-man show, Johnny, as long as you ejaculate, uh, that's a good thing. I can't thank you enough for joining us this morning. Well, thank you very much, Libby. Professor Declan Murphy, Consultant Urologist and Director of the Genito Urinary Oncology Unit at Peter McCallum.